One of my absolute favorite things about being a dad is watching our children go about their lives and see things for the first time. Yeah, it's so awesome. <laughs> right. Everything is uh, new. Yeah, everything's new. Fresh. Everything's curious. They have energy. They're, they're not jaded by yeah. whatever would jade us as adults. <laughs> they don't have they that. They see things too. I feel like they see more than uh, they see more than we see. Yeah. Yeah. And then as they grow and they learn, you start to be uh, kind of, I, I get taken back by how much more they know than I think they know. Yes. And how I even, in, in some cases, learn from them. Oh, 100%. And it's a joy. <laughs> the question is, when they go around observing creation, mm-hmm. how as parents can we steward that curiosity mm-hmm. and point them then to the creator himself? Yeah. So today we're going to talk about that on the other side. Full disclosure, I'm gonna, we're going to use some terms here that we're going to define, and it might seem like it's not extremely relevant to parenting. <laughs> and hopefully by the time this episode's over, you'll think, oh, that makes sense. But the terms are this, natural revelation and special revelation. Selena, what do those things mean? <laughs> well, we'll get to that after we introduce ourselves. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is Ryan, my husband. <laughs> I'm Selena. We are the fierce... Family. Family, I guess. We have some new patrons to welcome. Yes. What are you, what are their names? Courtney and Charles. Welcome. Courtney and Charles. Welcome they're, and Carl. They're not an item. No. They're two separate two families. Two separate families. Yes. Uh, and those are the names that were in the little box when <laughs> they yes. said they were joining. So we are grateful for our patrons, our supporters. Uh, we couldn't do this without you guys. And we're almost to 300 or have we hit 300? I think we're almost to 400. I don't know. Wow. I, I can never remember if it's up almost 300 or almost 400. Goodness. Praise well, I God. I think it's almost, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Praise God. We just like to welcome all you new folks so, here to the Fierce Patrons. If you want to join us, uh, go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. We would be honored very much. <laughs> there it is. All right. So, so Ryan, you're not getting out of what this. is, <laughs> <laughs> why are we using such big terms? What does it matter? What are we actually, yeah. no, I like the terms because they are the, the actual grammar, right? Those are the mm-hmm. words that we are giving to you Mm -hmm. as parents to help you understand what you're teaching your children, Mm. why it's important that they learn these things. Uh, And so Ryan, seminary student at Uh, Westminster, head of this household, spiritual leader. (laughs) (laughs) You're in the hot seat. (laughs) Yeah. It's simply this. Okay. So God has revealed himself to Mm -hmm. us. We only know God because he has made himself known. Hmm. We think God's thoughts after him, meaning that we have the ability to think because he has given it to us, Mm, mm -hmm. meaning that our knowledge of God is not something that we work out in ourselves and we somehow find ourselves looking up into the heavens and saying, we now know God. No, our knowledge of God is because he has from above said, know me. Hmm. Now, the question is, how has he told us to know him? Okay, That's where we get the word revelation, the revealing of who God is. God has revealed himself in two broad categories. And depending on where, what book you're reading, you might get different terms for this, but I've chosen these two terms because I feel like they're the most uh, intuitive. Natural revelation, which is... What, what are the what, other terms that you might hear? Another- uh, well, you might hear natural revelation. You might hear general revelation. Okay. There may, those are the two big ones. There yeah. might be some others in there. Okay. Um, and then you have special revelation. And then that you might also hear supernatural revelation. Okay. I tend to lean toward the hybrid of the two kind of pairs. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like natural revelation from the one and I like, I like special revelation from the other. Right. So 
And what those, re- what those refer to is, so if you look in, I'm just going to go to scripture. Okay. So if you go to Psalm 19 verses one and two, it says this, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky proclaims his handiwork and day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals hmm. knowledge. God has created creation in such a way that his identity is visible through it. Meaning that we can see his fingerprints on it. Right. That only the creator God could do what he has done. Right. Right. And so, and, and Romans talks about how, you know, we, we are without excuse because he has basically put it on our hearts that we have knowledge of him on some level right. that every man is without excuse because it's just the way he's revealed himself. Now, what, what's the difference between natural revelation and special revelation? So I'm going to refer to the Belgic confession on this one because they articulated it so well. It's, it's article two. It's the means by which we know God. Hmm. And they said this, the authors of the confession said this. We know God by two means. First, by the creation, preservation, and government of the universe. Since that universe before our eyes, like a beautiful book, in which all creatures, great and small, are as letters to make us ponder the invisible things of God. Mm-hmm. So good. Right? God's eternal power and divinity, as the Apostle Paul says in Romans one twenty, which we'll read after this. All these things are enough to convict humans and leave them without excuse. Mm. So that's the first way in Romans one twenty reads like this. Ever since the creation of the world, God's eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, have been seen and understood Hmm. through the things God has made. So they are without excuse. Hmm. So Paul's talking about the, uh, you know, kind of the the people that had rejected God. Hmm. He's saying they're without excuse. And because of the rejection, they were basically left to their own devices and they Hmm. devolved into all sorts of wickedness. Okay. So that's the first way that we know God. And again, think about this in terms of how, okay, as a parent, how do I understand this? So I can explain this to my children when they're looking at a pretty butterfly. (laughs) Okay. Here's the second way God has revealed himself. Number two, Belgic confession. God makes himself known to us more clearly by his holy and divine word as much as we need in this life for God's glory and for our salvation. When you said, when you just said butterfly and all of that, it's funny because I think us as adults, we're like, okay. We've got to have it all together. We've got to have all our explanations ready. We got to be ready for all of this theological stuff that we're going to tell our kids when they look up at the sky and they see the clouds or they see the stars and like, and really it's like when Jesus said, come to me as these little children, I think of, you know, our kids. Yes. They look at a butterfly and they're like, wow, look at that. And you're so awesome. You know, so much about the natural world that you, well, you, you say these things, you're like, yeah, God did this and God said this, and this is what happened. And this is how he made them. Like that is literally what all these big words mean that we're trying to go through and help equip you as a parent. But also from a child's perspective, they're just like, like, God's awesome. And then they're running off and playing with rocks or whatever, right? Like they're just, when Jesus says, come to me as these little children, like faith, like a child, yeah. I guess I say all that to encourage you parents to know that what your answer is, is, is probably more than enough already for your child. Um, if yeah. you have older kids and teenagers and there's more things to discuss then yes, like by all means dive into it and go for it, but don't just feel equipped. Don't feel mm-hmm. like this is something you can't do because there's some big words that we're, we're, we're giving to you. We want to, we want you to be able to use these words and you use them faithfully and with confidence. Good. And you're absolutely right. You don't have to know the ins and outs of all theology, of all biology, Special revelation, <laughs> of all this stuff to just show your kids, well, isn't God's great and aren't his fingerprints on this. Yes. And this is, just shows how powerful he is. And I'd ask them, how do you see God like at work here? It's good. You might be surprised by some but of the, the answers. Question is, okay, if God gave him, gave such an incredible creation, why did we need mm. what, this next category of special revelation? And for that, we just go to Hebrews one. 
one of my favorite passages in all scripture because <laughs> it connects the Old Testament to the New. It connects the natural to the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And it says this long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. Mm. Now, this is not general revelation. This is God speaking. Mm. And so special revelation is God intervening in, into his creation. You know, Moses at the bush, Adam and Eve in the garden, Moses up on Sinai, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, the temple, the pillar of smoke, you know, the pillar of fire, uh, the, the Christophanies, the various Christophanies throughout scripture, the angels mm. uh, coming in and giving the message and the decree mm. of God. God speaking through the prophets, like mm. the author of Hebrews says, long ago, by many, uh, in many ways, and at many times, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Mm. So we're connecting the Old Testament revelation, special mm. revelation to the New Testament ultimate fulfillment of revelation in the mm. personal work of Christ, whom he has appointed heir of all things and through whom he also created the world. You see how it just brought it full circle. Mm. So Christ is not only the special revelation culmination, but he's also the creator of in, in all revelation in terms of creation. He's the instigator of that. Right. Right. And so that's why we need, we needed this, this general revelation tells us something about God, but as, as uh, the Belgic Confession said, it was enough to condemn us. It wasn't enough to save us. We needed to know how do we ma- be made right with God given mm-hmm. the, the fall. Right. So God then spoke. Mm. And he said, here's my law, which is the grace of God. Here's how you are to be my holy people set aside. Here's mm-hmm. the way to salvation, which is always by faith. Abraham believed and he was justified. Mm-hmm. And, and that all continues on through the prophets. When the nations went off the rails, the prophets would say, woe to you, Israel, for mm-hmm. you are, you know, walking in rebellion, turn, right. repent and believe, repent, turn back to God. And again, you will be his people. That's all special revelation. Mm-hmm. And that's all culminated in the personal work of Christ. Because now in Christ, we have the, the fulfillment of the original salvific covenant God made with mm-hmm. Adam and mm-hmm. Eve in the garden, that the, the, the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. Mm. It happened with Christ. Mm. And so when we, when we see things, and this is, again, how do we teach this to our kids? Yeah. When we see God's fingerprints, it's not enough just to say, wow, isn't that amazing? Yeah. We must say, yes, it's amazing. Why? Because we know the creator who made it. Mm-hmm. We see his consistency in it. We see his majesty in it. When you look at right. a butterfly, a monarch butterfly with however long their migration patterns mm-hmm. are, it's insanity. We look at how birds are able to build their nests, how they're mm-hmm. able to do all the things they do, how cats. When they do the things they do. <laughs> yeah. When, I mean, you can, anything, you can look at anything in nature yeah. and say, wow. Yeah. But we must roll that up until we, we know the God who made that. We see his fingerprints on it. And you know what? He has loved us and hear how he has, here's how he has loved us. And here's how we can now give him the praise due to his name because he has called us his own by this culmination of his revelation in in Jesus Christ. Well, and hopefully you're hearing parent as you're listening to this, you're hearing how this is probably, this is not probably, this is directly countercultural to what kids are learning, uh, in mm. schools, what they're learning, how they're being, um, just, I hate to say the word discipled, but trained and influenced and indoctrinated, uh, with nature taking their, their, it's, it's dismantling it, right. You're, yeah. you're, you're trying to take the pieces apart, make the pieces work how you want. Hey, we're not Legos. All right. God didn't just 
put us together certain, mm. you know, like, and oh, we can move all the parts around and do all this stuff. But there's, again, there's this the special revelation. There's, there's the thread of creation, of God's goodness, of who he is, his holiness. Uh, and to bring that all around, th- this is how we're training our kids, right? This is, these are the big pictures, the big ideas. This is why you learn math to understand God better. This is why we talk about history to know and understand God better. This is why we learn Greek <laughs> to know and understand God better. Like these are, this is, these are the revelations, the natural revelation, the special revelation. These are the things that we want you to know. And I venture to say that our, the degree to which we are in in awe and captivated by God is directly proportionate to the degree with which our children are in awe mm. and captivated by God. Yeah. They, they mimic what, what we do. And I think this carries on throughout the teenage years. It's not just a young kid thing. It's right. like they see what your affections are. Right. And if we look at creation and we have no sense about, now I'm not saying you need to just completely have your mind blown at every moment of every right. day, but if we have zero sense of reverence, awe, reverence and, for, yeah. for the, the creator, creator God yeah. as visible in his creation, uh, they're going to, they're not going to revere his name right. as creator. They might, you know, they might know his name, but are they, will they revere it? Mm. Will they fear God in a healthy, godly way? Yeah. Um, and so this is a great passion of ours. And we spend a great deal of time trying to teach our children, but we've actually spent a great deal, deal of time actually writing on this exact topic. Mm-hmm. And so if you're still with us, you're going to get a little preview here. This We have some kids' books that are coming out <laughs> to this effect. The books are called Adam and Iota. And Adam is the smallest unit of matter. A-T-O-M. <laughs> Eight atom, yeah, is the smallest unit of matter. And Iota, I've d- dubbed as the <laughs> smallest unit of thought. Now the Iota is, it's the Greek letter Iota. It's the smallest letter in the alphabet. It's closely related to the yod, which is the, the smallest letter okay. in the Hebrew alphabet. And so I thought it appropriate um, since the Old Testament's written in Hebrew, New Testament's written in Koine Greek. And so Adam and Yoda go around their adventures. And Adam kind of being this left-brained, logical, mm-hmm. like, I know what things are. I know how things work. And he observes, wow, look at this. And Yoda is kind of the, he's the philosopher, theologian, mm-hmm. artist, right? Mm-hmm. And so he comes in and says, yeah, that is what it is. But isn't that amazing? Because look at this God. Mm-hmm. It's right. attributing the goodness of... Now, Adam's not just this like cold, calculated... No, no. He's, he's very really, happy and fun and character. very... Yeah, he's the natural revelation and you're the special revelation, yep. I think. <laughs> exactly. And so the whole point of that is to help uh, help parents teach their children about God in creation mm-hmm. and point them to his redemptive glory mm-hmm. as revealed in scripture and connect the two so that never, my hope is that never would our children look at something and marvel and not then look to their, the God who made it. Yeah. And then not just say, wow, God is big, but oh my goodness, I love him Yeah. as a result. I think you need to give the, I think you need to give the listeners here and, and viewers just a special tidbit of books one, two, and three, because they, they really are fire. Like I'm just so excited. I, it's another couple months before the first and, and the second one are released, but the fact that we picked these three to start with, I think yeah. just speaks to so there's four how ready we are to the battle the, the social wars of today. And we're starting with the human Cultural body. Wars. Um, and so the first book is Meet Adam and Yoda. And it's basically laying out what we're talking about here. It's your... They go through, they go throughout the the town they live in yeah. and they're observing things and they're, they're just, you're getting to know who they are. They're little picture books. I would say yeah. ages like four to know, nine and 10 year old really liked them too. And our illustrator's done a phenomenal yeah. job. Incredible. Ola. Great job, Ola. Um, so that's the first book. The, the second book that's done being illustrated, it's called A Life Unfolding. And it's just all about why that little 
conceived child at one cell Mm -hmm. is a full human being. Right. It's a baby, not a fetus. And so the Adam and Yoda go around looking, they, they start off and they go, it's not, it's not weird. Don't worry. <laughs> they we kept up, it clean, there's, friends. There's a pregnant lady. Hey, you know how hard it is to find a word that rhymes with uterus? <laughs> I did it. Hey, did you keep I it? I did. No, um, I didn't keep it, but yeah, I did it. We got, I was like, I don't know that you should say that. <laughs> it kind of feels funny to <laughs> <Yeah>. say. <laughs> we'll keep that just for us. Maybe we'll put it on the Patreon thing. A little Easter egg there. Yeah. <laughs> no, because there's, there's a way to be off-putting, but we did want to use words that are going to add a Yeah, you want to give kids, kids the grammar. The grammar to use. Mm-hmm. But- they start and they go into this mother's womb. It's really sweet. And there's this marveling at what, how does this baby know how to grow from, you know, in size from head to toe sort of thing. It's like Dr. Susie. And, uh, oh, and they start marveling about the, the map that leads to life, mm-hmm. which is DNA. Don't give them away. Don't give it away. Just yeah. some tastes. Okay. Well, that's the second book. The, the, or the third book is the reddest river. Which is talking about. Which talks about, now that's a redemptive history sort of book, but it talks about the marvel of our circulatory system. Mm-hmm. And, and how it ties into. And how it ties back to the reddest river, which is Christ on the cross. Yes. Oh, you, okay. Yep. You're giving just, no, no, that's a big taste. You got to read the book. Okay. And then the final one that will be, uh, is actually the map that leads to life. And it's all about DNA. And uh, that one is, we're going to start illustrating that one in the coming months. And I think we're open to some ideas on uh, furthering that collection. Well, we're going to do some cosmology ones, like looking into the heavens. Like what what do the the heavens declare the glory of God? Mm -hmm. How? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Adam and Yoda got a lot of journeys ahead of them. They have a lot of journeys ahead of them. So anyway, this is a close, this topic matters to us a great deal that so much so that we've created these characters that, that illustrate natural revelation, special revelation so that they can be friends and they can make sense of the world, make sense of all we see. And our prayers that you as parents would feel equipped by that. Also, it would deepen your affection for your creator Mm -hmm. through that. Um, If you don't know who Jesus is, we want you to know him. We ask that you go talk to a friend who's a Christian. They would love to talk to you. I'm sure. Yeah. Ask them to read the Bible with you. Uh, find a church that preaches out of the Bible. If you don't have either of those two things, we have a website. It's just this, thenewsisgood.com. Check that out. Let's pray. Father God, you are good. Thank you for making yourself known to us. Mm. Thank you that we are not alone in the universe that you've created, but you've condescended so that we might know you. We might know you by name mm-hmm. and that you have given us uh, access to the throne room of grace through your goodness, through your perfection, and the work that you did on the cross. We love you, Mm. worship you. We ask you to help us as we stir the affections of our children to love and worship you as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, friends, this episode of Fierce Parenting is... We'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.